Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, wherever, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> oh yeah, filmed live here at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. It's been a long day. It feels like it's been a very long day. It does, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, uh, another Raw is in the books. Another Raw without Paul Heyman's in the books, man. Yeah, so this gonna... kind of felt like the first one that was fully under the auspices of, of, of uh, Bruce Pritchard in my mind. I agree. It, dude, didn't it feel like a bit of a reset of sorts? It totally did. That's what I mean. It feels like there, there's a couple pretty major uh, uh, course corrections, course changes, sorry, where you get very suddenly Bob Lashley, who just last week seemed to be in the main title picture. Uh, he's being detoured off to something else. Yeah. Uh, it looks like uh, Naya and Charlotte and Oscar are heading to some sort of collision course. For extreme rules, they're off doing something else. While we have a new challenger step up to challenge Oscar, that's Sasha Banks. A fairly um, surprising one, yeah. Yes, didn't really. So, see that uh, by and large, it seems like well, last week maybe he, uh, Bruce Pritchard was still working uh, with some of the the vestiges of what Paul Heyman had in mind. Potentially, I don't know, um, but this definitely felt like, uh, in many respects, a reset, a fresh start. And uh, that played out in a couple storylines. Is Bruce Pritchard the key, Larson? Is to what? he is he to to quality entertainment? I've we've liked SmackDown for a while now. Uh, Raw has been, Raw was good tonight. I you know maybe he's got his hands in NXT a little bit. I'll say this: like uh, SmackDown has been pretty fun. Raw was pretty fun tonight. Um, it's been good, decent to good most weeks. Still has yet to take the leap into must-watch television, though. It ain't gonna till fans are there. There were so many moments tonight. I felt like, it, man, the fans go. Like you know what's funny? Like with NXT, so what I the piped-in crowd noise didn't do it for you? I could just what tonight was there piped-in yeah. crowd noise tonight? It certainly sounded like it. It did sort of seem like that, huh? It seemed like it seemed the uh, the crowd was much more lively and louder mm-hmm. than in previous weeks. Yeah. To especially the uh, the booze, mm-hmm. the volume with which they were they were uh, you know uh, mixed on television yeah. led me to believe that those weren't genuine booze from people in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I, I heard a lot of like sort of singular voices saying, you know, boo. But then I yeah, there was a little bit. More. Maybe they took a little bit of the stuff from Edge versus uh, Orton, which I yeah. didn't. I didn't really care. I mean, I barely even noticed it. Like if you didn't mention it, I wouldn't have mentioned it. Um, but uh, let's talk about uh, one of the more surprising things, and that is uh, Sasha Banks uh, stepping up and uh, 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 issuing a challenge, mm-hmm. which uh, you know swerved us all. We thought that she was going to be challenging Bailey because she stepped up to her. Like actually, that was I was the expecting case. her to, to. I was expecting oh, the swerve. EO, huh? Yeah, I thought she was going to try to challenge EO. Yeah, because they had that bit on NXT last week. Yeah, um, and when she said Oscar, I was like, oh wow. That was a welcome surprise. Have we? We haven't seen that match, have we? Or have we? I feel like they've wrestled once. Really? I feel like they have wrestled before. Well, you know what's awesome? We have the internet right in front of us. I know. Uh, Banks versus Oscar. Let's see. Yeah, Raw, ah. January 29th, 2018. Oh, pff, so about two years ago. ago. Ages ago. I don't even remember any of that. Um,. <laughs> it's not shocking if they wrestled last week. I wouldn't remember. Um, so this is cool, though, man. This is really cool. Oscar, the Raw Women's Champion. So where do you think they're taking this whole Bailey Sasha Banks thing? Is gonna. I mean, look, it's really easy and predictable to say. Well, Bailey's gonna somehow mess Cost up Sasha the match. Sasha's yeah, totally opportunity here. Totally, what's gonna happen? Well, look, we said the same thing about. Oh, it's totally gonna happen. Nia Jax gonna come in and wonk that finish with Charlotte and Oscar. I kind of feel well, like they've been they've been throwing us some curveballs, man. She did wonk the finish with Charlotte Oscar. She just did it at the beginning of the show, right at the that end of the match. That was not a wonk finish, man. That was not a wonk. There was a clean finish. There was a clean finish, but without. Here's the thing: they had Charlotte get hurt in that that that, that brawl with Nia to kind of put in an, an, an asterisk on that win from Oscar because she defeated Charlotte, but 
it was after she was already hurt. And I yes, it was well a clean aware. finish. Of, but of their as I'm saying, there. the wonk didn't happen at the end of the match. It happened at the beginning of the show. Nia injured Charlotte, thus making it easier for Oscar to beat her. Yeah, but they had a finish, and that's what I was kind of surprised about. <laughs> I honestly didn't think there was going to be a finish, man. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think that's great. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe they'll go that route. They probably will. Um, but, uh, they have been, I don't know. They've been a bit more unpredictable lately. I feel, uh, so hopefully, I mean, look, if nothing else, we'll get like a really just a killer match. Maybe look, dude, they might go this route. What if Oscar beats Sasha cleanly? No problems with Bailey. And then that drives a rift between the two of them because Bailey's sitting there like with two titles and Sasha's like, well, I only have the one tag title that I get to share with you. I think there's a number of ways they can go about this and still make everybody look good. Um, and still lead to Sasha versus Bailey uh, at SummerSlam for that title. Uh, but uh, remains to be seen. Uh, so that match, that challenge was for Extreme Rules. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Correct. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, the other thing that sort of people were talking about a little bit, Edge had announced earlier in the night that he had planned on coming out and sharing uh, what was going to happen with his future and give yeah. an update on himself. And the update is he's now going to be mean live sex show guy. Rated yeah. R superstar in a really terrific promo. This is a yeah, really man. well filmed Dude, dude's yeah. got so much gravitas now at this stage in his life and his career. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have grit. I mean, his, the, his grit is written all over his face, man. Yeah, man. You know, he's he, he, he's what, 45, something like that? Yeah, right. And he just looks, you can see the lifetime of experience on him, like just in the way he looks, the way he presents himself, the way he projects his his personality through the camera it's like i don't remember him ever doing promos like this in his first run i just love i love yeah dude it's that age thing it's totally experienced yeah yeah, it's asian experience like mvp same with him like you go back and watch when he was actually u.s champion for 341 days or whatever he said it was 391 Mm -hmm. days whatever and it's like ah whatever the guy goes away for 10 years or whatever it is and he comes back and it's like, oh man, now I now I hang on to every word because he he's went so out and he was like, oh, now he's old and stuff, and he's imparting wisdom or whatever. Mm-hmm. I loved the MVP Apollo stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought that stuff was so when he was on the mic and and literally doling out what was what was he calling him little nuggets of wisdom or whatever. Yeah. To uh, he's that one's free. Uh, to uh, Apollo during the match. That was good. Oh God, I loved that. I thought that oh, was such MVP good is great. Yeah, dude, Raw just had it had like a better flow to it. Yeah, like it, it had a better flow. We got it to did, see some came, people. It kind of came at the expense, like all the title matches. I know this is pointed out, and I kind of noticed it while watching it. Putting out on Twitter from uh, I think Sean Ross. Sean Ross said that. Yeah, that a lot of the title matches were pretty short, and I that was is true. Totally fine with that. I was totally okay with that because the matches were all really good. Look, dude, do a twelve minute match if you can fit a lot of cool stuff in a twelve minute match. I don't need it to be thirty minutes. Those were some good well, matches. I don't think it's going to be 30 minutes either. That being said, there are really, there has been some like AJ and Daniel Bryan were like 40 minutes. And that was outstanding. We and don't when, do that all the time, I understand. But, when that's uh, necessary, great. Do that. But tonight, I didn't feel that it was necessary. The, the show had such a great brisk pace to it. I could have with Oscar Charlotte being a little bit longer. Yeah, but you knew how that was going to play out. The Street Profits Viking Raiders, I think, could have been longer. Yeah, that could have been longer, maybe, but whatever. Um, well, you mean the Charlotte one, how it played out in terms of Oscar getting offense in, Charlotte no selling and dominating the whatever extra time is added to it. No, the finish oh. of it with the shoulder stuff. Like we oh. knew that Oscar was going to win with you know because of Charlotte Charlotte's arm. Yeah. Um, unless, unless I mean, there is always the possibility they're like, well, it's Charlotte. She's going to grit out a victory. <laughs> no. no, there was well, that let's possibility. Have five minutes, let's add five minutes to the match. Okay, mm-hmm, and let's yeah. change the finish. Charlotte goes over. What? 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 We're going to change the finish. Why? We just, well, I thought we were just adding time. The uh, more I think about it, added time benefits Charlotte. Charlotte goes over. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I thought there was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, let's give a shout out to some patrons here. Yes. A couple new patrons. What day is the 22nd? Uh, Jonathan. No, oh, I got him. The mental. What? Dolly Gas. Dolly Gas is new. He's from the weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owen White. Corbin Kelly, and uh, just yesterday, Joey Frazier. Thank you all. Thank you. 
Thank you very much for your support. Now, of course, uh, let's see here. They uh, they all could have seen Friendo Club TV today. Uh, today we power ranked things Ed should do. Uh, we did none of neither of us predicted that he should become the rated R superstar. Uh, mm-hmm. But you predicted that him and Orton should start their own podcast with Christian. Well, I think I said they actually they should have. The great SS match of all time. Yeah. And then they found they, they find respect based on their performance in that match. And then they reform rated RKO, but not as tag team as podcast with Christian. Yes. You're just giving away all of Friendo Club TV. That's just that's, one of ten ideas though. That's the thing. <laughs> that's the kind that's of called stuff. A tease. That's the that's kind, called a tease. That's the kind of stuff you guys are missing if you're not watching Friendo Club TV. At five dollars a month, you can get five bonus episodes every single week, including Vintage Ten for the Win. Uh, you can also get Friendo Club TV links by uh, uh, becoming a YouTube channel member. Uh, all you got to do is click join on YouTube. And then also you can uh, get uh, throw us a Twitch sub and we'll throw you the links. I forgot to throw the Twitch sub link today. I had a it lot happens. on my mind that rarely happens, but it does happen from time to it time. I'm happens. only human. Yes, um, you are. And then also we have a new shirt. We're bringing 10 for the win back. Again, like pandemic threw us off, threw everybody off. Uh, that's coming back soon. So I put up the the newer Ten for the Win logo, like the relaunched mm-hmm. logo thing mm-hmm. on a shirt. Looks really nice. I love those. Uh, the, our Frendo merch dot. It's at frendomerch.com. It that sort of it goes through our Teespring account. Those are some really nice fitting soft shirts they got over there. We do it's the good. premium shirts. Oh, they're lovely. They're terrific. Anyways, let's hop right into this raw recap. First up, Drew McIntyre. You done with your your spirits there, buddy? Yeah, man. All right. I got some what? I'm uh, ready for a nap. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> we got a long way to go, dude. Uh, uh, we just started. Oh, dear. Yeah, Drew McIntyre, he shows up. He's looking like a million bucks. He welcomes everybody to Raw. He says, uh, yeah, but it's being called Championship Monday. Uh, he talks about the uh, winner-take-all match last week, uh, but he's got to look to the future. And then he's, we're here to do the world. We're here to do the world. Yeah, Come on. Uh, Collective groan emanates from the, nah, the universe. It was great. It was great. They've got history. Dolph is now on Raw. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> nobody, so, nobody's letting those PC recruits aren't allowed to groan. I was just saying the PC recruits. I met everybody watching at home. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Dolph gets the rings and he, ring and he goes, "Hey, uh, are you excited to see me?" And Drew's like, "Yeah, I'm ecstatic to see you, man." And Dolph says, uh, "Hey." You know, AJ got traded from Raw to SmackDown. Now I'm here along with my tag team partner, Bob Roode. Um, And so deal is complete. And he says, no one is happier to see you as champ Drew than me, Dolph. Uh, And so, uh, but you kind of owe me one now. And and Drew's like, what? What do I owe you? So Dolph Dolph goes on to like basically claim credit. Uh, Long story short, Dolph claims credit for Drew's success. Says when you got fired years and years ago, uh, I did whatever. What did he pick him up or something? Something like that. Yeah. So, uh, oh, he, he mentions not only is Dolph now uh, traded for AJ, but his partner, Robert Rude, yeah, is traded that. as well. Uh, but, of course, he can't travel from Canada yeah. to Orlando. No. So he's not there. No. That that just had that was crickets right there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, uh, uh, Dolph takes credit, said it was because of me that you got your redemption stories because of him that Drew pretty much came back from nothing, uh, to be on Raw. It's because of him that he's champ now. And because of all that, Dolph wants a title shot against Drew at Extreme Rules because he feels like he is owed it. Mm-hmm, and yeah. Drew says, it hasn't been smooth sailing since the two of us split up, huh? So you've been losing a lot without... Drew watching your back. He says, uh, he mentions, uh, oh, sorry, he says Dolph has become what they used to despise and a title jackass. Mm-hmm. And he says, you remember that nickname you gave me? The Scottish psychopath. Mm-hmm. So you better believe I'm going to do whatever I need to do to keep this belt right here. You got your match. He pretty much said he's going to destroy him. This is an easy, I, easy win for Drew. Exactly. Easy There's win. no drama involved in this whatsoever. <laughs> Zero. All the confidence points, yeah, are going to this match. One hundred percent, man. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Will it though? Because sometimes Dolph can put on good matches. Sometimes he kind of lays an egg. 
this match will be better than what else do we know is going on Extreme Rules? Sasha Asuka is going to be killer. That'll be really good. Sheamus Jeff Hardy's going to be probably pretty good. Yeah. Their last match was good. Apollo Lashley would be pretty good. Yeah. So it's not going to be as good as three matches. <laughs> no. So it's going to be middle of the road. It probably. might land at number four. Oh, oh. Oh, I don't know. Andrade and uh, Angel Garza versus Street Profits. That's probably pretty good. That's going to be really good. Yeah. So it'll here's be the, like, like fifth best. Here's the thing. Dolph can either be really good or not. And, uh, uh, you know, there's times where he, on a large stage, he's delivered. There's times where on a large stage, he's laid naked. So yeah. uh, I think the days, there used to be a day when you'd say, oh, well, Dolph's in the match. I'm not excited about it, but at least we're going to get a good match. Yeah, right. And I don't really think that's the case anymore. Yeah, sometimes I don't know what it is. Sometimes it's, there's just like a weird lack of chemistry. Like you'll have a, a, a mediocre match at a pay per view the next night on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. You'll have a really good match against the same opponent. Yeah, yeah, he's done that several times. Yes. Uh, after that, several times had... in his feud with Bob Roode, in fact. Yeah, right. Uh, we had Anaya Jack's promo. She grabs a chair on the way to the ring, takes a seat. Is that a shot at the Performance Center recruits complaining? About uh, not being able to sit. Apparently, they can sit now. So, yeah. uh, Fightful Select. Uh, yeah. Sean Ross. Go subscribe. They, uh, he said that uh, and conditions improved. Imagine this. They brought catering in. Uh, they got, like, energy drink coolers. And they have they have chairs now. Like, in between segments, they could pop a, a seat on the on the chair. Really, all things that should have been uh, there from day one. Like, what the heck? It's really not difficult. You send a PA to go out and get some stuff. I mean, apparently under the ring, they seemingly have an endless supply of chairs under there. A lot of stuff under there, man. You know? Yeah. Give those chairs to people on the PC that are that are filling out your crap. So Naya starts, Naya starts whining about Charlotte. She's interrupted by R-Truth. Says uh, he's supposed to have a match against Akira Tozawa for the 24-7 title. And then he looks at uh, 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 Naya and starts accusing her of being Akira Tozawa. <laughs> this was kind of funny. Naya's like, dude, get a, her response is actually pretty funny because it seemed like out of character. She yeah. was like, would you shut up? I don't I, I don't, I have the time for, I don't have want to deal with you calling me Akira Tozawa. And then he's like, well, if you're not Tozawa, who are you? And then uh, Akira Tozawa shows up behind commentary and Truth is like, there's another Akira Tozawa? <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny. So Truth runs after him. He's chased off by uh, some ninjas. Uh, Naya won't leave the chair. Oh, she gets back on the mic. Is like, I'm not going to leave until... And then Charlotte interrupts, goes to the ring, says Nia squandered her last two title shots. Now that she didn't get her way, she's throwing a fit. Nia says Charlotte gets what she wants because she's Ric Flair's daughter. And Charlotte's like, no, 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 no. Now Ric Flair is known as Charlotte Flair's dad, and he's totally cool with that. Charlotte lifts off some, lists off her accomplishments. Uh, Naya encounters by saying that she's never blah 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 they brawl <laughs> it yeah. gets broken up and Charlotte's selling her left arm so that's going to yeah. set up some stuff Yeah. Uh, next we got a Viking Profits recap uh, and then Street Profits promo so uh, they're talking about how tonight with their title match they'll finally break the tie and there anything you can do we can do better competition uh, War Raider step in the frame and uh, Ford says uh, Viking Profits we aren't the NWO we aren't for life and Dawkins says, "Nah, we're forever." This was really warm. This is really this was great. This was yeah, great. This is great. And they have a, they have a little theme too that Dawkins sang. <laughs> I forget what it was, but it was great. It was good. And then Dawkins says, "But I'm going to warn you. Even though we're friends, when the bell rings, it's on." Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Rowe retorts, saying that uh, just because we're friends, nothing going to stop us from reclaiming our titles. Uh, so the match kicked off. This was a really, really, really fun match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked early on commentary. Byron Saxon was playing up the whole whatever we c- you can do, we can do better thing. And then Tom Phillips under his breath says, well, maybe they shouldn't have scheduled an even number of events. <laughs> and Byron says, shut up, Tom. That's I thought that was good. pretty funny because they're just poking fun at creative right there. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, so the Raiders have advantage early on until Dawkins gets to row with a forearm. He gets the tag to to Montez. He sends uh, Ray Rowe out of the ring with a uh, Insigiri, I believe. Follows with a Tope. However, Ray Rowe catches him mm-hmm. uh, and then power bombs him into Dawkins. We go to commercial. Yeah. We come back, uh, and then uh, what proceeds is a sequence where uh, it is literally anything you can do. 
we can do better. Yeah. Street Profits hit the Viking experience on Ray Rowe. That was that's cool, the, man. That's the Viking Raiders finish. Yeah, that was rad. Hanson goes there to break up the pins. They have a bunch of cartwheels. Everybody's just doing cartwheels, and all four of them do cartwheels at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Viking Raiders get the advantage. Ray Rowe hits that awesome power bomb, power slam combo thing he's done for the longest time, and it's great. Hanson goes up top, tries for a splash. Dawkins gets out of the way, hits him with a spine buster. Ford's in, and after he tags in Ford, Angelo turns around and destroys Ray Rowe with a spear. That was a great-looking spear. Yeah, it was awesome. And Montez hits the frog splash on Hanson to get the win. Street Profits finally get that win over the Viking Raiders. Tie is broken. After the match, they all celebrate together. Um, Profits are celebrating after the War Raiders, Viking Raiders leave, and then uh, Angel Garza and Andrade come in, attack them. Yeah. This was really good stuff, man. I really liked it. And again, you get done with something, you set up the next thing. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. Uh, After that, we had uh, Seth and his friends, Buddy and Austin Theory backstage. Austin Theory looks like he doesn't know what to do with himself. He's like got Mur- new pants, though. He's got Mur- new pants that look that look like uh, they're main roster pants. Murphy's like doing this. Yeah, no, his, his gear is great. He's doing this, but Austin Theory's like, what do I do with myself? Yeah. Anyways, uh, Seth says, hey, stop talking. They leave. He's got a message for Ray. Soon all will be revealed. In uh, fact, after a commercial break, he uh, like yeah. revealed. Yeah, it revealed then. Yeah, so uh, Seth says, uh, sometimes in life we are destined for roles beyond our choices, and he didn't choose to be the Monday Night Messiah, just like Ray didn't choose to be a sacrifice. Difference is, Seth has accepted his role, whereas Ray has been defiant, and defiance breeds suffering. Mm-hmm. And he says, the saddest part is that Dominic is involved now, and Seth wants Ray to know that whatever becomes of him or Dominic, from this moment forward, it's on Ray. Yeah. The greater good is coming, and there's nothing Ray can do to stop. Uh, after that, Charlotte is exiting the trainer's room. She's asked in an interview about postponing uh, the title bout with Oscar later on the night. Charlotte says no. Her arm will be fine holding up the woman's title. Uh, Charlie walks up to uh, Garza and Andrade and Zelina Vega. Uh, asks what's up with their attack on the Street Profits. Garza starts like trying to spit some game at, uh, at uh, uh, Charlie. And then Vega's like, would you get stop doing that? And then uh, Vega's like, uh, listen, we're a united front now, and we're all on the same page. We've taken our our differences, and we've turned them into a strength. And then and we want a united title, and uh, that's when Andrade says, the raw tag titles. He's so good. God, he's so he menacing. He's terrifying. Uh, after that, we got Oscar versus Charlotte. It was a fun match. Of course, Charlotte selling arm at the opening of the show. She mm-hmm. has the, 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 the rock tape on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Put a huge target on that arm. Austin right. goes right after it to begin. Uh, she misses a drop kick off the apron. Charlotte hits her with a huge boot. Puts her back in the ring, gets a two. Charlotte has the advantage for a long time until Oscar avoids a chop. Hits Charlotte with a German suplex. Starts going after Charlotte's arm again. That was kind of a, a, a recurring theme. Oscar would look to work on the arm. Charlotte would fight it off. This would go back and forth. At one point, Charlotte tries going after Oscar's arm. Uh, hits a spear. Uh, Oscar grabs a rope during the pin. Um, so Charlotte's looking for a figure four. Oscar rolls her up. Charlotte kicks out of that. Oscar's right into an arm bar and then transitions from that to a triangle. And so Charlotte powers her up, power bombs, looks for a pin, and Oscar slips out of the pinning situation and locks in the Oscar lock immediately. And because Charlotte's arm had already been compromised before the match and Oscar had worked it during the match, Charlotte has to tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And during the match, Nia Jax is backstage watching. So uh, she's interviewed. She's asked, hey, did that attack earlier have anything to do with the outcome of the match? Uh, Nia thinks, Nia says, I think it'd be a real shame for someone to kick the queen while she's down. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a recap for Orton and Christian. And then we got an Edge promo. And uh, this was like we said at the, at the head of the show. It was great. So at first he sort of, he says, hey, look. Uh, yeah, you won the match, but... Uh, Were you really the best wrestler, though? Right. He That's says, you hit just... me with the RKO. I kicked out of it. I saw the desperation in your eyes. Oh, and you just happened to hit me with an accidental low blow. And he goes, Pff. Uh So, obviously, he said he's disappointed he lost. He didn't see the low blow coming. He didn't. He's disappointed he didn't do it first. But mm-hmm. this match lit a fire under him, just like with Randy 
claiming that uh, uh, Edge has lit a fire in him to become the legend killer again, uh, Edge is now going to revert to a different persona, I guess. He said the, the, the PG Edge is gone. Yeah. He says, for that, Randy, I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. Book up side of me that gets what he wants. Doesn't care about winning a wrestling match. He's going to embarrass Randy. Emasculate this was, him. This was great. Go ahead and read this line. This is an amazing he line. He says, right embarrass here. him, emasculate him, make him wish Cowboy Bob was shooting blanks the night he was conceived. Ha ah, ah. ha. Oh. says, I'm going to seep into every aspect of your life, then infect it, then tear it apart brick by brick. Randy, you woke up the evil. You woke up the radar superstar. He says, Randy, get some sleep while you can. Do you think they're going to try to do something while Edge is. Like not technically cleared. I suppose they could do some stuff. I mean, I don't think it'd be exactly like the Samoa Joe AJ stuff, but they could do some sort of bits where uh, uh, Edge is doing the best he can to get in Randy's head. You know, they haven't done an actual. So how long is he supposed to be out? Six months, something like that. They haven't done an actual. I mean, elements of what they've done could be considered cinematic. I guess. I mean, they did retakes and stuff like that. Um but they haven't done a proper cinematic thing. Given that we had the greatest wrestling match ever, it wouldn't shock me if they went in the exact opposite direction and did something akin to the Boneyard match, in which case, I mean, look, I don't know if it, they obviously couldn't get... So, like, in the in the last Ride documentary, they played up just how physical AJ and Undertaker got. They could dance around Edge's arm if they're going to get if they can get creative with it i would imagine um for something that's cinematic yeah. i don't know what the clearance would be like for a cinematic match well i mean i think for his particular injury it's not a it, bumps aren't the issue he could probably bump it's any sort of you know like downward motion like this anything that's working out cuz it looks like the bruising was under here yeah right yeah you know and yeah. so i think it's i think it's less a bumping issue uh, and it's more just uh, what he could do without re-injuring himself. Yeah, sure. And that's sure. going to take that's just going to take time to heal. So I don't. Yeah, think no, I know, I know. I know. I'm not talking about bumps in a cinematic thing. You're not going to be taking bumps necessarily. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the, if you get creative enough with, like, if Edge has a gun, he can carry a gun. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, they're not kind of gonna do. They're not, not gonna, gonna do, do that. that. I'm just saying they could get creative with it. It seems. Here's I'll put it this do. way: no, he's this not is... walking away right now. No, this is what you do, and maybe, yeah, maybe not. This probably hits a little, no. little too close to current events because he did the the thing about seeping into every aspect of your life and, and infecting Randy's life. Mm-hmm. I was like, what if what if Ed shrinks himself? <laughs> okay, that's weird. Go ahead. And then you know, actually, like. It's like what is it? What's the movie, The Fantastic Voyage, where they're in that little, that little, that little vessel, and they well, go. Well, I liked Inner Space. Body. I liked Inner Space. Oh, Inner Space, that too. <laughs> Something like that. Which one was Fantastic Voyage? Hold on, my. It dog was one they're they're in, the, they're in the little ship and they go inside someone's body. I think that was a thing too. They did that twice. Yeah, man. Fantastic, well, Fantastic Voyage. Voyage. That was in like in the seventies, though, right? That's an old movie. Yeah, I think it's in the sixties. Oh shit! Okay. Oh wow! So Inner Space just came in and like uh, ripped him off. There was also Maybe. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but they didn't go inside anybody, did they? Not that I recall, no. There's the uh, the little fan the little fan video that was made where Ant Man shrunk down and and leapt into Thanos's butthole and like exploded mm-hmm. him from mm-hmm. the inside. Mm-hmm. He could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's that. I thought that like he would slowly poison him, like when he says seep, he would literally like you know he would give him uh, I don't know mercury doses or something. Or, uh, you know, small doses of it. He sends him a letter, and there's, like, white powder in it. And he's like, oh, joke's on you. It's just baking soda. Or is it? Or is it? <laughs> so right after that Edge promo, Randy Orton has an interview, and he asks Charlie, hey, do you know what a snake does when it feels threatened? It's going to strike wildly, sometimes blindly. That's what animals do, he says. Um, he says, Edge Christian tried to have their comebacks at my expense. <laughs> so like a snake, he struck wildly, blindly, He'll do what he has to do to survive. He wants Edge and Christian to recover, and there's a good chance, he says, they'll live happy, healthy, long lives, so long as they do it far, far away from Randall O. Orton. Mm-hmm. Randall O. Orton. Uh, after that, we had a Charlotte interview, 
uh, or so we thought. She gives Asuka credit for targeting her arm, and then she's attacked viciously by Nia Jax. She rams her into the ring post and then slams her arm into the road case. Yeah, it was the weird uh, ring backstage they got that they got there at the performance center. Yeah, uh, and then uh, we, after that we had the uh, 24-7 title thing, Akira Tozawa versus R-Truth. But before the bell even rings, Lashley hits the ring. He and MVP take out the ninjas. Tozawa leaves. Lashley then locks the full Nelson on R-Truth, which leaves him laying. Tozawa gets back in the ring, pins R-Truth, and is the new 24-7 champion. So we did have uh, one single title change on Monday, Championship Monday. And actually, early in the show, we talked about all the title matches being short. The match that really needed to be longer was a women's tag title match. That felt really short. It did. It did. And the uh, Iconics really didn't get much off. No, I was actually really surprised about that. There wasn't even any discord between Sasha and Bailey. Or I'm um, yeah. I, there was another situation where where early on, like the Iconics. We'll get to the match. It was. I it, mean, I, it, I guess yeah. It felt super short. It did. I mean, I guess this is the sort of thing where they're just sort of cleaning up their history, you know, because they lost the Iconics famously at Mania, and they're just booking them as dominant, dominant champions. And I'm not into it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not into it. But, I mean, come on. Like, do you think they're going to start treating the Iconics like there's some sort of threat? They kind of were up until this match, though. I mean, they were sort of, you know, they were giving them good promo time, I guess. I mean, uh, uh, was it uh, Peyton Royce? Was it Peyton Royce who beat Sasha? In a single I think it was match? Billy, wasn't it? Or was it Billy? Billy or, I think it was Billy. Was it Billy? I don't remember. I don't know. Um, so, anyways. Anyway, so uh, Sarah is waiting out front of the trainer's room for an injury update on Charlotte. Natalia comes in, uh. says, oh, with Charlotte maybe hurt, Becky about to have a kid, uh, Raw Women's Division needs her leadership more than ever, kind of talks some trash about Asuka, and then she also says, I have an important announcement, but we're all out of time. This is the, the thing with Natalia. She's always out of time for interviews. Hey, so. what was the deal that time when uh, her husband called? And yeah, then I know. Why didn't they do anything with that? Well, that was under the Heyman thing. Man, I don't know, dude. I <laughs> I kind of like this Bruce Pritchard stuff. Because here's the thing. I'll just we'll pause for a second here. All the young talent that everybody said, oh, they're going to get buried. Liv Morgan, right? Oh, where's Liv Morgan? But she got, she got killed by uh, Natalia tonight, of all people, right? But yeah, Natalia had Lana nice. with her, right? Yeah. But then, like, she's going to be doing something with Ruby Riot coming up because they had, like, a, they teased that thing. So, like, she hasn't been, I mean, I don't know what your definition of buried is. Mine is you're just not on TV anymore. So they're obviously going to do something if, with that. What if Liv, maybe the, the what if what if the situation where Liv and Ruby joined forces, but is exclusively on main event? Uh, is, oh, are you asking, is that buried? Well, I mean, is that, would that be a step up uh, for Liv Morgan? No. what she was doing under uh, Paul Heyman. Well, I don't know. I guess it kind of depends. Like... Paul Heyman evidently had, look, I could sit here and say, oh, he had some plans for her, but come on, man. If you don't pull the trigger on something, which he never really did, like he threw her into that, they, they had those vignettes, they threw her into that Lana Rusev thing, went nowhere with that, nowhere with that. And then like, she had those weird vignettes where she was like, I don't know who I am. And then that was it. Like she had some, like a couple wins, I think. Yeah. They haven't, they haven't really done anything. No. With, with so she's yeah, Ricochet is actually the definition of buried. Although he's got an Andrade match on main event, how is that it's not on really Raw? Good. How is that know, not man. on Raw, dude? And why is I it that know. match is going to be like seven minutes? Because they need yeah. recap time. That's horrible. Yeah, that really is, is. Bar- like Ricochet. Maybe he's not as good as we think. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's pretty good. I feel like I he's, he's way cooler. Good. I think he's I way he's cooler than half these people. So anyways, Natalia has a match with Liv Morgan. Natalia is joined by Lana. Uh, the finish of this sees Lana distract Liv. So then Natalia just comes up behind her, sweeps her legs out from under with her arm, and puts her in a sharpshooter. It was like a two-and-a-half-minute match. Mm-hmm. Liv taps out. Yeah, I liked Liv's new offensive set back when they actually showed it. Like, her finisher was like a springboard. It, her finisher was really cool. cool. Yeah, it was neat stuff. 
Maybe we'll see that again now that she's going to hook up with uh, Ruby Riot for like a tag team or something. Uh, after that, we see. had a big show interview. So these, you know, he's, of course, one of the big names that Vince McMahon wants to use on Raw to boost ratings. Him, Christian, Randy Orton, Ric Flair. Edge. Edge. Big names from the past, Larson. Uh, anyways, he says, just when he thinks he's seen everything, Raw gets taken over by ninjas. Uh, he said he just came here to say hi last week. Uh, and an opportunity? What does that mean? What did he say there? Oh, because he, he joined forces with uh, the Viking prophets to take on Tazawa. Oh, yeah. And he was like, I got to fight ninjas. Week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he said uh, his career right now is focused on the big show show. Have you seen this yet? Neither no. have I. You have any plans to see it? Not really. No? Why are you watching Ozarks when you could be watching the Big Show show? I heard good things about Ozark. (laughs) Ouch. Anyways, he says tonight he's focused on helping his friends. He says, uh, isn't this where he said something like, uh, but I could be a big heartless bastard giant? Yeah, he said, I'm going to leave leave, uh, Big Show backstage. And I'm just going to be like a heartless giant when I get to the ring. He said, well, so after that, Ric Flair I comes ex- out. I expected him to turn heel once he stepped through that curtain. Yeah, you never know these days. Uh, Ric Flair is out to anoint Randy Orton as the greatest wrestler ever. I love that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, so he starts First, he out. like kind of issues a warning, sorry, with Tanaya saying, hey, you're going to be in a lot of trouble with Charlotte for hurting her. Mm-hmm. And then he moves on. Yeah. And then just... Uh, showers Randy Orton with praise, dubbing him the greatest performer in the business today. Uh, so on and so forth. Orton comes out. I was really thinking that Orton was going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm infused with the power of legend killer. Here before me is Ric Flair, a legend. I know. I sort of thought that too because, you know, Flair talks endlessly about like wanting to take bumps and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, no, there isn't. I, I love, I love, I love that they got Flair back managing Orton basically. Because I don't know, it's just terrific. He's like crazy old man. He's like, come on, Rick. <laughs> He's like oh, ordering, yeah, ordering on, Rick. Rick around. I love that. And Rick just looks like an evil bastard. It's awesome. Yeah. He's so old. He is old. So, anyways, yeah, he calls him the most dominant performer in WWE, the best performer in WWE. No, the best performer in the history of WWE. Orton thanks him. Says nostalgic. They're in the ring together because they're one half evolution. Sometimes nostalgic can be confused with legacy. Said everything that happened. As far as beating edge of backlash, uh, uh, punting Christian and so forth, uh, was nostalgia. Um, the, but the fire he feels to be legend killer, that's not nostalgia. That That's to cement his own legacy. He said legacy. the voices in his head don't always get along. But right now, the voices in his head and himself all uh, get great pleasure with being the legend killer again. And that's why I thought I'd turn to Flair and then eventually punt him. However... Big Show comes out. He tells Orton, that's enough. Quiet. He's not going to let Orton glorify everything he did to Edge and Christian because Edge and Christian, they were my friends. They're my friends. And you, Randall Orton, are going to pay for what you did to them. And uh, Orton feeds... uh... Oh, he says that Orton will feed... He's like a parasite. He'll feed on anyone who he thinks will take him to the next level. And they do make him better because Orton lacks the self-discipline and motivation to make himself bit better. Um, uh, show says, I'm a pissed-off giant. Uh, breaks every bone in your body, Randy Orton. And Orton's like, whoa, hold on. You're not going to touch Ric Flair because you respect him. You're not going to touch me because we're friends. We've been uh, uh, on the road 20 years together. And says, you're, you, Big Show, you're a future Hall of Famer. Some might even say you're a legend. It'd be a real shame for him to suffer the same fate as his friends. Uh, and Big Show, he's ready to throw down. And Orton just—he just drops instantly, rolls out of the ring. Yeah. Come on, Rick. Come on, Rick. And it says, "We're not friends anymore because of that." Uh, Show knows what Orton is capable of doing when he's motivated. He puts his mind to it. And what happens next? Big Show. Well, that's on you. Come on, Rick. Orton is just—he's just channeling the internet wrestling community. I am motivated. I am. I do have ambitions now. Because everybody always says, well, motivated Randy Orton is a good Randy Orton. And you mm-hmm. know what? It's totally true. Like, he's great. This was a great promo. This was yeah, awesome. Was good. I'm going to mark good. out when he just punts the shit out of Big Show's head. It's going to be amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so mm-hmm. great. You think it's going to happen on Raw or Extreme Rules? That's just going to uh, happen on Raw, right? What, the punt? Yeah. 
No, I'll probably, I'll probably say it for Extreme Rules. That's going to be an Extreme Rules thing? I don't think so, yeah. Oh, man. I guess the question is, is Extreme Rules going to have any Extreme uh, uh, gimmick matches? Nia Jax, Charlotte might be. Uh, Seamus Hardy, definitely. That's like top confidence points oh, for yeah. that being Hardy's going to jump off something match. tall. Probably, yeah. He talked about being an adrenaline junkie, so that's going to happen. Uh, Drew versus Dolph is not. That's going to be a regular match. It's probably it for now, anyways. Uh, after yeah. that, we had a recap for Iconics uh, and Sasha and Bailey, followed by that match. And yeah, like you said, this is a bit on the on the short side. I I do want to give Peyton Royce tons of credit because I think after Bailey rammed her head into the announce table, she had the most over the top cartoonish sell job of that I've seen in a long time and it was wildly entertaining at crack. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's funny. So she gets her and she does like a a, a drunken stumble and then falls. It was great. Wait, was that on the outside but, that you said that was on commentary? Yeah. Cuz she kind of did that too when she ate like a boot or something in the corner. Oh, she yeah. did that. It was it was pretty good, yeah. Yeah, the, it was pretty great. So early on the uh, iconic set for like their their early finish and uh, uh Sasha and Bailey turn the tables on that. And then uh, when it's just kind of Bailey in the ring against a member of one of the members of the Iconics, Bailey is not doing too well. This is usually really until Sasha. It was like uh, their last title match mm-hmm. where Sasha is the one that effectively won the match for. Him. Same thing here. Uh, so the finish of that, uh, watch it, says, uh, Charlotte's going, oh, sorry, Charlotte. Sasha's going for three amigos. Uh, Peyton Royce escapes the final suplex, pushes Sasha into Bailey. That knocks Bailey off the apron. So the Iconics then go for their finish. So Sasha escapes that, kicks Billy out of the ring, um, and then locks the bank statement on Peyton Royce. Peyton Royce taps. Yeah. So after the after the bout, we get a Bailey Sasha promo. Uh, Sasha says, "I've been thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting jealous of you, Bailey, having both those belts. She wants that experience as well. So I want a title match. Mm-hmm. Extreme Rules. I'm challenging Oscar." Oh, and Bailey's like, oh, I thought you meant me. And she's like, I got you. And oh, yeah. it's funny stuff. And then Asuka comes out. She tells Sasha that she's not the boss of her. She accepts. Bailey attacks. Sasha joins in. Asuka tries to fight them off. Sasha hits a backstabber, locks in the bank statement. Sasha then releases it, holds up the Raw and tag team. Is there any chance she gets this title, dude? No, right? No, they can't do that. That doesn't make any sense. They're the tag team champions. So like, what are they going to be on every? Well, I guess they could be on every episode. They did it with Charlotte; she was on every episode. Yeah, yeah. That'd be. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't want to see Oscar lose that title. It'd be kind of rad to see Sasha Banks and Bailey have like all the titles. It'd be kind of oh, cool. great. That'd be, be kind of cool. cool. It'd be super cool. Are you gonna be rooting for that? What are you gonna be rooting for? I mean, I, I always just root for Oscar. Like, yeah. Deep that's, down that's... in my heart, I always want Oscar to win easily. I do too, but I also like Sasha Banks a lot. I think she's great. I think she's terrific, but Asuka is the best thing in wrestling, and I want her to just squash everybody. I don't want there to be any drama. I don't want the matches to be good. I just want her to dominate everybody, like, ridiculously. That's just me. No, I understand that, 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 that point of view. I understand that. I, want, I don't know, man. I'm torn. I'm torn. I go to a basketball game, and this by the way, rarely happens. I rarely go to a basketball game. I can't now. It's impossible. They don't know playing. Nobody's playing. Um, but whenever I would go to basketball games or I watch them on TV, I don't want a good game. I want my team to win decisively from early on so I can enjoy it. The only uh, measure of enjoyment you get from any competitive event is a lack of competition is what you're saying. You got that right. In yeah. your team's favor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the opposite. I want drama. I want competition. I want to be on the edge of my seat. I want good stories being told within the process of this game playing. I don't want all that. If it's not my I get team, bored if it's a blowout. If it's not my team, yes. If it's my team, oh, I just love reveling in. I love reveling in that, dude. Anyways, I'm, like, I, come on. I don't know. When the Dream Team '92, I remember watching that and just being like, "Oh, these games are awesome." <laughs> like yeah, at seventy-two to ten, a, the game was effectively <laughs> over before it even began. I know it was great. Well, these no guys are it. I'm like, God, let's see if these guys can win by 45 tonight as opposed to 35. It's the only drama I want. Anyways, I'm torn. We'll see. Whatever the better story, 
is out of that match, that's what I want to see. If that means Oscar holds on, then that's what I want to see. If it means Sasha getting that belt and there's a better story to be told with that, that's what I see. That being said, S- Sasha is not going to win. Squash match. That's, that's what I want. Stories. Yeah, you're right. Better stories. Uh, next, we got MVP and Lashley backstage. Sarah walks up, asks Lashley if he was trying to make a statement by attacking R-Truth. Lashley says, uh, I should be WWE champion, mm-hmm. and I would be if it weren't for R-Truth. Mm-hmm. Getting involved in the winner-take-all match last week, and MVP says Lashley's career has been revitalized. He talks about how he can do the same for Apollo Crews. But if Apollo makes the wrong decision, well, that's on him. It's not personal. That's just business. Good stuff. After that, Liv Morgan was uh, backstage. Ruby Riot comes up and Liv's like, well, just before you're a dick to me, nothing has gone my way. I don't need you making me feel any worse. And then she like trots off and Ruby's like, geez, you don't even know what I was going to say. Uh, after that, VIP lounge with Apollo Crews. Larson, this was terrific. This, this was, was really, really great. MVP introduces Apollo as his next client because he's got <laughs> hubris. Uh, tells So Apollo comes out. And uh, he's like, it feels right to have the U.S. champion in the VIP lounge. He realized, he's like, Apollo, you need someone to help you navigate bad decisions. Uh, I realized that when I saw you blow out your knee, uh, when after you beat me for the money in the bank spot, uh, you blew out your knee. That was a bad decision doing that. Uh, yeah. Apollo then says he got to this point in his career without MVP. And MVP really should have said, you've been in the WWE for how long now? You are like a premier athlete. You got tons of personality and you just won your first singles title. So mm-hmm. it took you way longer than like he should have said something like that. I feel but, like MVP got the US title pretty quick after joining WWE. Yeah, I know. I know. He should have brought that up. No. Uh, anyways, MVP says Apollo has potential to be one of the greatest US champions of all time. And of course, he says not as great as MVP. But if he wants to stay U.S. champ for long, he can't do it without him in his corner. And Apollo wonders how MVP is going to get the belt off him. He said, is he going to have uh, Bob Lashley do it? Are you going to have Shelton Benjamin do it? Are you going to do it? Um, it says he's not going to let MVP or the U.S. title change who he is. And MVP says whether Apollo likes it or not, that U.S. title is coming home where it belongs. And that Apollo steps up to MVP and Shelton uh, Benjamin's music hits. So he gets to the ring. He gets to Apollo's face, and MVP grabs the mic and says, Hey, Shelton, give me a moment. I want to say something. And as Apollo turns towards MVP, he starts talking. Then Shelton attacks him from behind and then uh, knocks him down to the floor. Then MVP says, Hey, uh, don't put yourself in a two-on-one disadvantage. Yeah, is That's, this, That one's free. That one's Next free. one will cost you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we had the actual match, Apollo Cruz versus Shelton Benjamin. Shelton goes after Apollo's arm. Cruz fights him off. And then gets that uh, that that power bomb thing that he does for the win. Mm-hmm. Um, as Cruz walks up the ramp, he gets an MVP's face. Lashley runs out, puts him in the full Nelson. Um, <clears throat> I really want to see MVP explain to Shelton Benjamin why he doesn't think he could be U.S. champion. Yeah, no. And why does Shelton like seemingly so cool with it? He's really cool with it, uh, Dude, how cool would it like? What? Why doesn't he get Shelton in there as his paid enforcer? Say, look, you're you know past your prime. You're still really cool. Not looking at you as a championship guy, but I need an enforcer. I need a guy need who's going to do the dirty work. How cool would that be? Put Shelton in that crew. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Anyway, I think Shelton's great. Uh, Ray is Next, backstage. Quick... Yeah. Uh, Walter walks up to him, uh, asks Ray if he's sure about this. And Ray tells him to trust him, Walter. Then we got a Ray Walter promo, Larson. Yeah, we did. We did. So uh, Ray was like, hey, I was freaked out when uh, I couldn't get a hold of Dominic. Uh, And then I was even more upset when I found out where he was going. Um, And then Ray puts over that Dominic got out of that three-on-one situation on Raw last week. And he's proud of him for that. But he's also angry because he put himself at risk. And Ray knows, sorry, Dom knows Ray is pissed at what uh, Seth did. But uh, uh, he's accepted that. Uh, he adds, no matter uh, how tall Dominic gets, you'll always be my kid. Um, but since Dominic fought for him, it's time for Ray to fight for Dominic. He needs to get his revenge on Seth. But he needs to do it by himself. And Dominic gets to Mike and says, I understand, but I'm not going anywhere. Shouts towards into the camera. 
Seth, this is what a family looks like, and this is family wants to fight. Yeah. So Seth comes out to the ramp. Seth. Says, well, you you want to fight, huh? Well, I'm not exactly sure what to do. Should I go down the ring and slaughter a father in front of his son? Oof. Or I do go down there and sacrifice uh, uh, Dominic? He says, but none of it is his choice. It's destiny. They're both in the same ring at the same time. Two eyes are better than one. So that he walks down the foot of the ramp, gets on his knees, holds his arms out. Uh, Buddy and Austin Theory join him, flank him. And then Aust- uh, uh, Alistair Black and Humberto Creo run down, attack Buddy Theory. Brawl breaks out. Uh, Theory and Buddy are taken out. Creo and Alistair corner Seth. Ray hits Seth with a 619. He's tossed in the barricade. And then Ray and Dominic lead Seth over the ring steps like they're going to jam his face in the yeah. corner. Um, and then Buddy and Theory, they lay out Alistair and Creo and then take out Ray and Dom. And then Seth grabs, grabs Dominic. He's trying to ram his eye into the ring steps. And then Alistair and Creo come over some chairs to make the save. It's a pretty effective uh, a bit, especially when uh, Ray and, and uh, Dominic had Seth in position to to jam his eye into the ring step. That was pretty good. And Seth did a good job of selling all that. So, did you believe at all that Walter was going to turn on Ray tonight? Because he was right behind him when Seth was coming down. And I was like, I don't think they're going to do it here. But there's like four minutes left. And that could be a powerful image. Uh, Walter standing there with Seth with uh, Ray's body just laying there. Uh, I'm not necessarily surprised it didn't happen tonight, but it, I'd be surprised if it didn't happen. You think that's you still going to happen? Yeah. 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 You're probably right. Yeah. I feel like it. Is that match going to happen at Extreme Rules? Ray versus I think Seth? So. Probably. I would yeah. think so. And then Walter's going to he's going to have the NXT UK champion with him. That'd be cool. Anyways, have something else. Let's answer some questions. So I got some questions up here on the Patreon. $1 a month gets you access to our uh, Q&A wall for each of the recap shows. And then, of course, also uh, we take a look at questions here on the Twitch for the live audience. So two ways to ask us questions here mm-hmm. going in raw. Yeah. The Monday mailbag is uh, questions we pull from the Twitter. So we try to pull from a number of sources, Larson. Yes, yes. Q's got a question. I know this isn't a SmackDown recap, but with Mixer going away soon, Power Rank, the streaming services AJ Styles will go to. Facebook Gaming. Mm-hmm. Facebook. That's got to be number one. That's number one right there. What else is there? I mean, there's Twitch, obviously, so that's like Well, there's, you can five. stream on YouTube as well. Uh, somebody needs to warn him about that, man. YouTube live streaming is not great. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Blake Whitehouse. So when Buddy Murphy, so when, so when Buddy Mur- just open the dog? door, dog. It's yeah. open. Stick your fat head through the door. She tried to bark at me while she yawned. So when Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins split, do you think Murphy will have a successful face turn like Batista or a flop of a face turn like Orton? Not what you want to happen, but what you think will happen. I think he will end up uh, just uh, like, honestly, unless he really catches somebody's eye, he's going to end up floundering in the lower mid card. It'll be like a perpetual oh, man, that's, main that's event. Optimistic. Guy. Unless he, he really catches somebody's eye, he's going to be with Ricochet on main event. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to see that, but that's my concern. I got to go let my dog out. All right. Uh, Lou NYC says, first thing on the Friendo Movie Club is the Big Show show. Well. Uh, Diehard Homer, Survivor Series has NXT involved again. Who would you like to see as SmackDown Women's Champ to face EO and Asuka in a three-way bout? So if it's brand versus brand versus brand, you got EO, you got Asuka. Who from SmackDown should have the women's title? Oh man, don't you give it to Bailey? That's sort of like a hey, you deserve this as a reward for being doing such good work. I think you give it to Bailey. Yeah. It was Bailey or Sasha. Yeah, for sure. One of those two. Uh let's see here. Uh oh, dog authority figure. Given that we are seeing several advertised title defenses tonight, should Raw have branded this as a special Wild night of final? As a <laughs> Well, he said special Night of Champions edition of Raw, similar to Fighter Fest. Uh, 
he well, says, I mean, can you think of any other Monday. special gimmicks? And you just named one. Wild, it was wild card finals. Wild card finals. Were there wild card uh, semifinals? Was that actually part of a tournament? They just announced wild card finals, right? That's correct. Uh, Alan J. I mean, this is Alan Jones. Alan uh, AJ. When do we get fans back at shows? What would be the best main event match? When do we get fans back at shows, man? What would be the best main event? Uh, give, make it a Drew versus Brock. Give okay. us that again. That's good. Drew wins again. No, you know what, dude? God, how great is it going to be when Randy Orton goes through and kills all these legends and then aims his sights at Drew? That'll be such a legitimate main event, dude. That'll be so good. Because mm -hmm. here's the thing about Orton. Fans will dig that so much because he's not taking a ton of time off or anything. He's there week in, week out. Yeah. Being like the A story and killing it. And people love that stuff. And when you combine that with Drew and everybody loves Drew, oh, that's going to be killer. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, White Brownie 92, besides Io Shirai, what would be a good reason for Sasha and Bailey to show up on NXT? They need more like real tag teams, women tag teams on yeah. NXT. To, to visit Paul because mm. they like Paul. Mm -hmm. to get some tips from HBK, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Nemo yeah. wants to know, who is actually the best wrestler in WWE and who is the best promo? Um, I would say it's Asuka and Asuka. Although Orton's promos lately have been so good. Edge's promos have been really good. Really good. Yeah, I, I can't argue against Asuka's best, best wrestler. She's so damn good. I'll just never forget, like, dude, was it last week? When did she do that match? Was it like a six-man tag? No, what was it? She came in there. Like, it just seemed like a clunky-ass oh, match. Oh, got the hot tag? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. she just like, man, holy crap. She just took it to a I whole know. other level. I know. She's <laughs> Oh, this is messed up. I shouldn't read this one, but it kind of made me laugh. Wolfpack for life. Has there ever been more of a bathroom break pair than Natalia and Lana? I'm not. That's a rude thing to say, but it's kind of true right now. Uh, Fear and loathing NYC. I know we've soured on GMs. What about GM Taker in a suit? Imagine Undertaker as general manager. That'd be so weird. But it's it's like it's Mark. You know, no. Honestly, you want to draw mega ratings? It's Mark Calloway and Mayor Glenn Jacobs as co-GMs. That'd be funny. And the whole time they're trying to figure out things like TikTok. That'd be pretty funny. Trying to expand, I'm trying to expand into digital media, our show. What is this? That'd be great. Uh, Omega Advent, if you guys could be in the audience for any sitcom, sketch show, and stand-up special, and et cetera, what would you pick? So if you could be the audience for any sitcom, it'd be Seinfeld. For me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What about a sketch show? Uh, I've always wanted to go see a Saturday Night Live. But it would be one with. I'm trying to think who the host would be. Who's we get the host, up? but you also get a you also get musical guests. That's an added uh, uh, potential benefit. Even though like the audio mix on SNL is never good. I'll take a John Mulvaney as the host because he's right. really good when he hosts these days, and he usually drags along Bill Hader with him in some uh, way, shape, or form. And then for the musical guests, I don't know. Their musical mix is always crap. But I'll say, uh, yeah, no, whatever. Radiohead. I'll just do Radiohead. It's good. Stand up special. Oh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Was that one? Killing Them Softly? Is that what it was? Yeah, man. Oh, God. Best stand-up special ever, dude. Tops. Ever. Uh, Gareth Nicholas, given his health, let's just health. Let's just say a cinematic match featuring Edge and Doc Brown using the DeLorean to find Bob Orton to race Randy Orton for WWE history. Oh, I like that. They have like a picture, and he's like being erased from it. Yeah. <laughs> Beat it, McFly. Uh, let's see here. Oh, the rain trigger has a question that Alex Foster totally answers correctly. Who had a cooler indie name in the WWE? And then whose name improved when they moved to WWE? So two guys off the, off the top of my head, Uha nation is a great name. And then he went to Apollo Cruz. Uh, but then Tommy end is a 
great name. It's a good name. And then he became Alistair Black, which I've gotten used to, but Tommy End is such a great name. That's yeah, a good name. Uh, Big Damo also had a better name than Killian Dane. Yeah, I know. That is, that is better. Punishment Martinez had a better name. Yeah. Then a lot of the NXT names aren't very good. Yeah, right. Uh Yeah, Tyler Black I think is better than Seth Rollins. Or maybe it's a like uh like uh, Bronson Reed, he was Jonah Rock. That's a great name. Jonah Rock is a great name. Shane Strickland is a great name. Yeah, it is. Uh I was Trevor Lee was great. Like oh, Trevor Lee's a much but yeah. But okay. Why they ever Sorry, go ahead. the other way. Isn't Dex- Dexter Loomis is a better name than Sam Shaw, isn't it? Yeah, it is. yeah, that's a better name. Yeah. Uh, Rockstar Spud's better name than Drake Maverick. I'll say this. You know what? Unpopular opinion. Cassius Ono is a better name than Chris Hero. I don't disagree with that. Cassius Ono is a legit name. That's a good, that's a good name. name. Yeah, That's a good name. Uh, <laughs> Flex hmm. Cavana. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Lucha Vandross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Sleazy Mo asks, who are the fam- favorite wrestlers of your family members? So Lacey's favorite wrestler. She likes Seamus and Dean Ambrose. <laughs> I don't even likes- know why. My wife likes Becky Lynch and Finn Balor. Oh, great choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think Alabama has taken a liking to Asuka because she knows that she's dad's favorite. Every time Asuka comes on, and she's so colorful, um, I like really mark out for Asuka. My kid's favorite, my youngest, her favorite is Cody. <laughs> and my oldest favorite is Chris Jericho. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. I want to see if if I show Alabama footage of Jake the Snake during that one ma- <laughs> during that one indie match. I'll see if she's like if she'll become a Jake the Snake fan. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! Because she's very right now. She's very into into saying inappropriate things, like you know, eat poo poo, and she's just fascinated by that. And so I think that's, you know, kind of akin to Jake the Snake circa that period of time. Uh, Anthony, right. Anthony has a great question here. Guys, each build your perfect sandwich. Explain why yours is best sandwich. Says I'm craving a sandwich at the moment. God, I know. It sounds so good right now. All uh, right. This not Don't describe anything like you'd get at a restaurant. Something you make at home. Oh, okay. Uh, geez, I don't know, man. I just, you know what? For me, look, this is a boring ass answer, but like, you had a couple of pieces of sourdough, you butter them up, you put down like five different types of cheese, just so you, you know for a fact you're going to be constipated uh, when you get out of this. Just like a giant, like a giant fucking grilled cheese sandwich with like all sorts of cheese on it. You put like some hot mustard on it. Add some mayo to it, uh, and then like some uh, I don't know, maybe a little bit of meat in there. Just just build it up. Put some roast beef in that some bitch. Do like a grilled cheese roast beef sandwich. Holy shit, that makes me hungry. Uh, I was gonna say uh, I'll take the the chicken tenders from Trader Joe's. You and you, you cook those, you get them nice and crispy. Mm-hmm. You put that in some bread. Uh, you put some uh, uh, mayo on one slice of bread. You put some pesto on the other Did one. Did you say chicken tenders? Yeah, man. That's interesting. Chicken tender sandwich. Okay. Um, you got to toast that bread a little bit, otherwise the bread's going to fall apart. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and then you put some it's Like some crispy lettuce. chicken tenders? Yeah, man. Okay. You put some, some you put your accoutrements on there, whatever you want them to be. Yeah. Lettuce, tomato, so on and so forth. Man. I put some tomatoes in my grilled cheese. Fuck! Now I want a grilled cheese roast beef sandwich. That sounds amazing. You don't like? Do you like uh, ham with your with your grilled cheese? Not as much as I like roast beef. Interesting. Roast beef is fucking good. I mean, like roast beef, you know, the bubble. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I think that's the most common thing I've heard people make grilled cheese meat. It's usually just ham or turkey. Something. Yeah, 
I'm more, I, I, yeah, I'm more into like a bird, like chicken. Or just like grilled cheese with some bacon in it. Some crispy bacon and a tomato. Mm-hmm. Oh. I do miss going to pub, uh, to brew pub. Yeah. Dom uh, La Martina. Is it true? Oh, this is Dom L. Is it true? Could it be? Oh, Jesus. Is a Riot Squad reunion in the works? Are Ruby and Liv going to capture the tag titles? My mind is racing with possibilities. They might. They might. Hey. If this this Sasha and Bailey thing is going to break down, they there and there's no like obvious dominant tag team that's going to hold those. They might hot potato those tag team titles. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are like the biggest names yeah. that could potentially hog those titles again. But, but they but, both were seemingly in the in the picture for uh, challenge and Bailey next, mm-hmm. based on what happened on SmackDown. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I think that uh, Liv and Ruby that that could work. Liv, uh, Gareth, yeah, go ahead. Gareth Nicholas says, "Did you hear Zelina called Charlie Two Buck Chuck, which is a Trader <laughs> Joe reference? Or Charles Shaw wine? It's two dollars for a bottle of wine." That's funny. That's really. That's actually really funny. Gregory Faya is Bianca Belair still on Raw? So I believe Dave Meltzer. Yes, yeah, she is. Uh, she's had some main event matches. I believe Dave Meltzer mentioned, and this might be speculation on his part, but it makes sense. They put her with the Street Profits for a second because she was trying to get them to be serious. And then they went in the exact opposite direction and they didn't want to get her involved with the goofiness. Now that that's said and done, and especially given that Andrade and uh, uh, Angel Garza have Zelina in their corner, it seems likely I would think that Bianca Belair would be back with the Street Profits. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, MC Seminole Runner says, "Is Angel Garza and Andrade's d- uh, dissolve over since Heyman is out? Maybe. Seems to be Maybe. the case. Um, hey, here's an unpopular opinion. Mm. I'm tired of Angel Garza's jacket. I think it's ugly, and he wears it every week. I feel like he's the kind of character who should have a different outfit every week. You know when he was in NXT and on 205? He did have different pants. I different know! Trunks now he has that jacket and the green pants every time. And I'm not a fan of the jacket. Like, maybe once, but not every week. Especially because yeah, no, it's a jacket. Like, I can wear the same jacket every every day. But he's like a superstar and a Lothario. Anyways, that's all the questions I got. All right. Is that good? We're good? Sure. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow with the news brief. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Twitch chat, stay tuned. We'll see if we can raid somebody. Goodbye. Goodbye.